Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is a Thunder and Lightning Extra here on Super Talk Mississippi and Supertalk.fm. I'm Brian Haydad, and I'm joined at this time by my friend Brody Miller. You know him. He covers the LSU Tigers for The Athletic. He's also the co-host of the Football and Grits podcast, which is a great podcast if you want to keep up uh, with the SEC. He and David Ubbin do a fantastic job on that one. Uh, Brody, always great to talk to you. This is a game... It always has a little juice. It's not LSU, Alabama. It's not Mississippi State, Ole Miss. But these two teams, you know, they have a history against each other. But I feel like it has more juice now than it did three weeks ago with the L- because of the LSU loss. Because for State, they're looking at it in terms of, okay, maybe a little blood in the water. We can go down there and get this win and really get our season off to a great start. And then for LSU, it's like, if we don't win this one, yeah. We have Alabama and Tennessee and Arkansas and Ole Miss left to play. We're in real trouble. Is there a little more juice today than there was before the start of the season on this game? It's funny. I hadn't thought of it in that terms going in, but I think you're absolutely right that like it now has this little on both sides, a little bit of like we are going to figure out what both these teams are in opposite ways. So it is, that's a really good point that like this is now the is if Mississippi State wins this, people will finally kind of recognize like, man, this team's really good. And if LSU loses to your point or wins, it's it's like, hey, we're figuring out what to make of that Florida State game. We're figuring out like, is this team a mess? Is it a rebuild? Are they just going to be volatile? All these things. So I think that's totally a really good point that like it does have a I don't know, maybe probably has more eyeballs right than i think it would have because teams are fascinated on both ends because it's like would i be shocked at all if lsu goes out and plays a great game no and i wouldn't be shocked at all if Mississippi state wins 49 10 and and, uh, i guess that is why it's such a juicy matchup you 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 tweeted out on uh, i think it was monday you said that Mississippi state's a top 15 team that nobody's watching i'm gonna make the assumption then that you've watched them and you you really like this bulldog team yeah, at least a good bit. I I think I like them because like they just feel well rounded in in such a you know simplistic way to put it. Like I love a team that both has the depth and the infrastructure that you can trust, and has the upside of you know Will Rogers and an air raid offense. It's kind of a win win. I really really trust Zach Arnett as a defensive coordinator, and obviously just even seeing like the way you know. I I would love to hear your thoughts on this more, but when you look at these two games where it's like, I know neither of those wins are like jump out at anyone wins, but those are trickier, right? Like those playing a team in the 40 to 60 range, like two weeks in a row to start the season. That's really tricky because it's just like, you're not getting up for them, but at the same time, like they're challenging teams and to go out and convincingly win both make Jaden Delora, who like was kind of a bit on a hype train a bit to then bring him back down to earth. I'm really impressed with that defense. And I wasn't in love with, Will Rogers last year, and I've really liked what I've seen from him. So, yeah, I I think this will tell me more if I'm like full throttle in. But man, I think this Mississippi State team is, I don't know, third or fourth in the SEC. I really do. On the other side of the coin, LSU, you know, they didn't look good against Florida State. And I feel like I'm putting it kind of lightly there. They had what we would call a get right game last weekend where they at least got to, you know, show off the shiny toys and and get in the end zone a whole bunch. I like Daniels. I think he he's a good quarterback. I don't know that he's a great quarterback, but when we watch Mississippi State and the the the, the issues they had last week getting Delora on the ground, I, I that's my biggest concern coming into hmm. this game for Mississippi State is I think Daniels can make a lot of big plays with his legs. The question is, is that enough for LSU or does he have to sort of play within the offense and make those throws as well? Yeah, it's a great question because you're right. I think he could make life really hard for Mississippi State in that way. And as much as like I knew he was a running quarterback, don't get me wrong, but I don't think like he's there's the difference, you know, as well as I of like that guy can run and like, oh, you're special. Like you change the game with your running. And I was a little surprised like how good of a runner he is and Mm -hmm. how 
unstoppable you. So yeah, I think we'll make life hard there. But I am fascinated because you know that three three five defense that you guys run is is you know it's tricky. And the one thing Jaden Daniels played better than I think a lot of people realize against Florida State, like especially contextually and all that. But the thing was in that first half, you know, Kelly's talked at length about it. He's kind of struggling with you know, dissecting the front, seeing like this bear look to Florida State was giving, and then kind of adjusting around the man-to-man cup, basically just, you know, diagnosing stuff. And I wonder how much that 3-3-5 that could confuse teams a little bit, you know, can, might be tough on Jaden Daniels. And I don't mean that I'm confident because I think he's pretty solid, but it will tell us a lot in the sense that, yeah, man, if he if he is on top of things, knows how to read that defense and has a plan, yeah, man, he can have a heck of a game, make life really hard. He has great, great receivers between Kayshawn Butte, Malik Neighbors, as you know, Brian Thomas, Jack Bash, Dre Jenkins. Like, it's a genuinely loaded receiver room. And John Emery's back from suspension. Like, the pieces are there. And if Daniels can, can, can you know, do what we're talking about here. Yeah, man, he can make life really hard to make this a football game, but it's, he has to prove it, you know, against a genuinely good defense. Just can he kind of mentally hang in there? Can he hit his tough throws, all that stuff? And can this whole line hang in there, man? Can they make, can it make life reasonable for him? You know, they already benched the right tackle. Who's the one who uh, came wire, who got quite frankly, annihilated by Jared verse from Florida state. Cause the other four, yeah, it was rough, man. Uh, the other four did okay. wasn't good, but I'm saying like they they weren't getting the ones getting beat. Trying something out, we'll see if it's better. I don't know. I really don't. If if it hangs in there, they or LSU totally could hang in this game. But there's a lot of things that have to go right. On the other side of the ball, you know, LSU is DBU. That, that's that's the moniker they they've earned through years of putting for guys in the first round. When this LSU secondary, did, did they have the, the 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 stars back there that's going to contain this air raid offense? Because right now, Rodgers, to me anyway, is playing at a really high level. Yeah. State's got more receiver talent than maybe it's ever had before. They're, they're, they're clicking on all cylinders through two games, but this is a big test for them. That's good to know, by the way, because I wasn't sure what to make of the receiver room just because there weren't as many like names, you know, like the it's, brand It's kind of weird, Brody, in that, that you're right. There's not a superstar, right? There's not a, you know, for Mississippi State fans, a Deronia Wilson or Fred Ross in there, or for, like you mentioned with LSU with Kayshawn Booty. But they, they they just have a bunch of solid guys who yeah. know their roles and are are talented, and the the offense gives them opportunities, and they and they don't they don't miss those opportunities very often. That's fair. Yeah, so the secondary is kind of in this weird I keep my I'm so sorry I keep repeating like we're figuring it out but it's true right but you know the safety room like the nickel safety those are actually it's a strength they're really solid you know uh Greg Brooks is a nickel safety hybrid from he's the three year starter at Arkansas he's been fantastic so far Jay Ward's a really good veteran player Major Burns you know like those guys are solid you can trust them and but at corner there's not really like an X factor there's not an elite guy but the thing I will say is I went into this whole offseason like talking at length, man. Corner's a disaster. Corner might be a mess. Oh, my. And actually, as much as LSU was problematic against Florida State, corner was one of the areas that played pretty well. They won their one-on-ones. They didn't really get beat. It was more like linebackers and things like that that got beat. So Jared Bernard Converse from Oklahoma State's playing some solid football. Even the McNeese transfer, Colby Richardson, who's been starting, playing some really solid football. And then the the I guess the X factor really is – what does LSU get from seven banks, the Ohio State transfer this week? He missed the first two games. He kind of really was limited, honestly, the entire fall. Like he practiced, but I never really got to see him in any kind of real scrimmage. He was always limited, and he's expected as of now, we'll know for sure tomorrow, but expected to be back. What does he bring? Because he's like, 
he was a first round prospect a year and a half ago, but obviously it's naive to think he's still that, but he's a really good talent. So you don't know, like maybe he's out there and he's an elite corner when he's healthy, or maybe he's just kind of a rotation guy. So yeah, the long answer, the short answer to my, after my long one is I like the, I like the matching up in the sense that they have a lot of versatile bodies on the back end. I like the idea of Brooks Ward, all these guys that are hybrids kind of moving around that part, they can do well. It's can they win the one-on-ones on the outside with those outside corners that I have much more questions about yeah you know the 2020 game is such an outlier i don't really want to look at too deep into it but (laughs) the 2014 team versus this team and we talked about this on my podcast uh this week that there's there's a little whiff of what happened in 2014 i'm not saying state's going to number one by any stretch of the magic yeah but this is a veteran team veteran quarterback you've got guys who've played in two seasons worth of sec games at this point all over the lineup that seems to be the formula for me for a team like Mississippi State to beat a team like LSU that you know out-recruits you every year. On the other side of it, can, can this LSU team, can they just out-talent Mississippi State in this game? Whew. There's so many years I've been guilty of thinking that was the case, and I think I have to get out of that thinking just because they haven't been disciplined enough to make anyone think that way. You know, I mean, you look at that Florida State game, there's a lot of stuff LSU did pretty well, but they lost that game because they just weren't disciplined yet. And I think it's going to take time for Kelly to, you know, fix that week one, stuff like that. But they just don't, they haven't looked like a team that can take advantage of their talent advantage really for three years now, two and a half years now. So I, I don't think I want to say that anymore, especially considering Mississippi State is so experienced and is so talented, in my opinion. So I kind of, I don't think so as of now. If they would, I'm trying to think like I'm trying to reframe my thinking of what areas could LSU do that, right? Like where would be the areas where it's like, man, they just out talented them. I mean, receiver would be it, but I don't know. Like Jaden Daniels, the way he's good isn't really conducive to like letting receivers go off. Does that make sense? Like because he's not some like I'm gonna throw a dart passer. So I don't know if that sets up you know your Kayshawn Booty and Malik Neighbors to dominate and. I think the one area that LSU has a good advantage, I mean, LSU, I mean, I, I like Mississippi State's line, but LSU was a really great D-line. But then they even lost Mason Smith, who would have been, I don't know, I really think he would have been the best D-tackle in the country. I think he's that good. He's gone now, so you lose, like, your difference maker, and still a B-plus, A-minus D-line. It's really good, but I, I don't know if they're, like, a I'm going to out-talent you. It's really going to come down to, actually, like, can LSU get their discipline together? One thing we do on the, on the pod every Friday when we do our predictions, we, we p- pick a guy called the X Factor. He's a player that I'm not saying he's the offensive or defensive player of the game, just somebody you could see making a play in this game that makes a difference. Who would that guy be for you for LSU? Ooh, okay, I like that. You know, the, I think the easy answer would be just John Emery being back and running back. I mean, for those who don't know, like he was the top 10 player in the country, five-star recruit, who then, like, it's year four now of waiting for it to happen. Yeah. But it's been weird because year one, you know, just Clyde Edwards-Lair was a star, no biggie. Year two, disappointing, but the whole team was disappointing. Year three, it was like, man, this guy's finally going to do it. And then he had was act does that messy situation that you feel bad for the kid but missed the whole season with academic issues and now he's finally playing and i don't think x factor is a good way to put it because i don't know if he's going to be like the bell cow day one because he hasn't played really in a year and a half but i i think he's the x factor because he had something else you didn't quite have at running back this versatile athletic but powerful really exciting running back so i think he would be it because he can maybe add some upside to lsu's offense that it hasn't quite had I always like to get a, a restaurant recommendation for people listening. Now, Baton Rouge is the place we've all come. What's the? I, I mentioned it the other day. The place that you like, Elsie's. What is it? Yeah, Elsie's Plate and Pie, man. Yeah, that's always my 
top one. Uh, but I think I said that last year or two years ago. So maybe I mix it up a little. Um, this isn't like, ooh, um, Roca Pizza is really good. It's kind of like, you know, that in-between zone of like, it's not like a fancy restaurant, but it's a little more than just a pizza place. Like right. that that's a good spot. And then if you want casual, Government Taco on Government Street is just a really good quick taco place that has fantastic, really creative tacos. So try to give you a few different kind of and then go didn't get Cajun. I appreciate that. Gave us some some other options there. You know what's funny? Like, Kate, I mean, they have great Cajun food, obviously, fantastic. Yeah. But like two things going on there. One, I've learned Cajun food isn't even that much of like great Cajun food is a home cooked thing, really. It right? is, it is, absolutely. It's like there's plenty of great restaurant Cajun food, but I don't really want to go to that much. But also I've noticed Baton Rouge is a sneaky good food city. But it's not things you like. Baton Rouge has three of the best Italian places I've ever been. And really? I'm from Jersey, like genuinely <laughs> great Italian in Baton Rouge. While like New Orleans, there's not much good Italian here. Like it's just, it's fascinating. So, yeah, man, there's some good stuff. Like uh, Gino's is a great place. If anyone yeah. does want, want to hit up the close Florida Lee, though. Oh, man, I, I'm a, I know there's been like some people are like Florida Lee's overrated. I love Florida Lee. It's good. I think it, it's going to come back soon. I think I think it's oh, a good. labor issue. But good. yeah, I think right it's now it's still closed. All right. Great football info and a little culinary advice there for you from our friend Brody Miller from The Athletic Man. Thanks. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, man. Have a good one. Thanks as always, man. Take care. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.